0: The Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe, we would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night.
1: Now, let's
0: get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello everybody and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646 646- 595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. We have some announcements and stuff to go through before we get started. So as I go through these, make sure that you have are getting your pen and paper and quill and tablet and, and parchment and whatever the heck it is that you write on ready because we'll be doing our Inspiration, inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop in just a moment. I want to remind you that right now we have our sponsorship going on for our 2023 broadcasting license. If you would like to donate and help sponsor the show, you can find us on GoFundMe under the Speakeasy Cafe. Or you can go to my Facebook page, which is Nyla, first name N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. You can find the link to the GoFundMe on there. You can also donate through the show's PayPal, through the um, <laughs> uh, Vimo and Cash App that we have set up for them. And the, the fees through those three are less than the GoFundMe. So all that information's on my page if you would like to help keep our show on the air. We're 16 years strong and growing, and I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. I got some really cool stories about that later on. Not this show, but later on. Anyway, before next week, it looks like we are going to be. um, We're still. We haven't met our goal yet. We're still a couple hundred dollars away from doing a two-hour show and uh, a little bit more than that to be able to keep our three-hour show. Uh, But next week, I am going to be switching to our sponsors for our 2023 season. So this is the last week we will be, unless I don't get it done, (laughs) this is the last week that we will be doing our thank you to those of you who stepped up to the plate and kept us on the air this last year. This is a community effort, you guys. We cannot do this without your help anymore. The the licensing fees are just too much for me to do on my own. And so for the last eight years, um, people have been stepping up and helping me sponsor the show and keeping us going. I just really appreciate that a lot. But our 2022 sponsors, I want to make sure that they get thanked because they're absolutely amazing and we love them. They are Karen Depth Ryder-DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Darian Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicky Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Cave, our Appalachian poet, Bill Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Bank, Harry Rose, King Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank all of you. And I did get, by the way, last week I got a donat- donation in um, Under Anonymous, and that's all it said. So if you are Mr. or Mrs. or Mr. Or they or Them anonymous and you would like to have a name attached to that, just shoot me a message and say make anonymous donation in the name of and whoever you'd like to make that donation. And it's kind of a nice way to
2: give someone a shout out or give them Some love. What do I do? How do I cut my hand? What the heck did I do? That's
0: weird. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, distraction squirrel. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, we do have some workshops coming up. I am still trying to finagle a way to get everyone scheduled to be able to get those together. If you're interested in putting a workshop on with us, it can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Uh, I think that we all have something to say and, and learn from each other and for each other. You
3: know,
0: just yeah, I just want to be able to spend some more intimate time with you than we're afforded to on this show sometimes, and talk about something awesome. I mean, your workshop can be on anything—from talking about a specific type of poem to getting published, to um, how to submit poetry, to how to write a haiku. To you know, let's talk about the '60s. Whatever it is you want to talk about, you know, whatever you want to put together, just let me know and we'll do that. If you need more information on that, you can shoot me a message over on Facebook, and I will get to the details. I'm not going to go into all of that right now. So I hope that I have stalled long enough for you to get your papers and pencils ready, because it is now time for Inspiration from the Inkwell. That's the best time I've ever done that track. <laughs> inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Now, as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, don't worry. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program to grab what you missed. Remember, we have 16 years' worth of podcasts. It's a great tool for you to utilize. If you're sitting there some night and thinking, what should I write about? Go listen to the first 15 minutes of any show, and uh, you'll be off and running. Great tool. Remember, they are there. Okay, let's just jump right into this, and I'm going to give you this week's all-important poetry prompts. And I will be telling you why they are important in just a moment. Actually, maybe I should tell you now so you can kind of see how important they are. So during the month of National Poetry Month, um, during the month of April, we are doing a drawing contest or prize drawing, I guess is what it is, a prize drawing for any of you who happen to write a poem to the prompts that I give out this month. All right, so there's a little formula to it. Listen for the prompts on the show and write a poem to the prompt. I don't care if it's an epic, you know, novel-sized poem or if it's a haiku. Just write a poem to one of our prompts. When you do that, post it on my page and your name gets put in the drawing once. Come and read it on the show. Your name gets put in the drawing twice. Good deal. If you do both, your name gets put in there four times. And if you write a poem to using all of the 14 prompts in one poem then you get you take whatever those numbers were on the formula i gave you, and i need to post them on the page so i think i already did i'll find it and repost it for you so you can check it out but it, it triples them your the times your name gets put into the drawing so and then think about it there's 14 different prompts if you wrote 14 haikus someone do the math for me how many times would that get your name into the drawing if you wrote to 14 haikus to all of the 14 prompts and post them on the page and read them on the show. Somebody do the math. Somebody out there good with numbers I know. And one of you guys are going to call in and really give me the answer, and I'm just going to – you could tell me anything. You say, oh, it's 7,632, blah, blah, blah. And I say, wow, that's awesome. You're great at math. (laughs) Numbers and I do not get along. All right, so as we get ready to do this now, I'm going to give you the poetry prompt. So these are the ones you'll be using in our National Poetry Month prize drawing. They are, number one, the tiny people living in my teacups. The tiny people living in my teacups. Number two, at least there's a dog in this poem. At least there's a dog in this poem. And Mark Jensen, I don't know why I'm thinking about you right now. I see you on the line, but I don't know why I'm thinking about you with this prompt. But that that's one I'm specifically assigning to you. Number three, something that needs to be said. Something that needs to be said. Four. I use this line. I've used this line throughout my entire life telling people. You know, when they give you that look, and they just kind of roll their eyes, or they look exasperated, or oh my, just give you that ayah look. This is my answer. So number four, I am the monster you've created. I am the monster you've created. Number five, so maybe it's not okay. So maybe it's not okay. Six, pen and sword. Pen and sword. Number seven, one of us is lying. One of us is lying. Eight. This is why I don't socialize. This is why I don't socialize. Number nine, writing on the wall. Writing on the wall. You know one of my favorite someone asks me sometimes how you know how long I've been writing and I was since I was since I was old enough to hold a crayon and do pictographs is because when I, we bought, my parents bought this house. It was built in the 1920s and they planned on remodeling the entire upstairs. And it had like that old press board walls on it. And so they let us, they used to buy us crayons and finger paints and they let us, from the time we were itty bitty babies paint on the walls, draw on the walls. Now, so you walk in there as an adult and you walk into this room because they, of course, never did remodel. But there's like this giant archive, you know, from our first little stick people drawings all the way up to... You know our our high school crushes all the way up to, you know, it's it's, it's incredible. It's like seriously like walking into into a uh, pyramid. It's so cool. Anyway, so yeah, writing on the walls. I don't know why. Sorry, tangent. Writing on the wall. Ten. The road back. <laughs> the road back. Number eleven. New moon, old blood. New moon, old blood. Thirteen or no twelve. 12 is 13 doorways, 13 doorways. Number 13, a poet's guide to murder. A poet's guide to murder. Someone will get their name in the drawing 10 times if they come back next week with a poem written to that prompt. A a poet's guide to murder. And 14, the big reveal. The big reveal. All right, so remember you can write, write you can write one poem per prompt, mix and match the prompts, or use all the lines in one poem. Now we are going to go over your pick a part of prompt writing exercises to remind you what to do before you sit down and write to the prompts that I just gave you. When you do your pick-apart-a-prompt-writing exercises, teaching you to look beyond the typical, to get beyond that knee-jerk reaction that inspiration takes us, those images our mind instantly pulls up when we hear something or see or feel or smell something that inspires us. When you look past the common things, that's when you find what's unique. That's what you find what's hiding under the corner and under the bed behind the best bunnies. Those are the poems you want to write. People do this all the time. But, you know, someone's doing a a Halloween anthology on October
4: (laughs) or a fall, fall. whatever.
0: You know what I'm trying to say? I'm a professional. Don't try this at home, you guys. It's really difficult.
4: (laughs) So they're doing
0: an anthology about October, about fall. And, you know, you submit this amazing poem you have about leaves falling or Halloween or Thanksgiving dinner. And it doesn't get accepted. You send it in for submission. Doesn't get accepted, and you think, well, those bastards, why didn't they like my poem? That's a great poem. I'm never submitting them. I'm never going to, and i just write for me, and I'm never going to have anyone in. You know what we do. You know. You know. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that your, whether your poem is good or bad or not, it has to the fact that they had 100 submissions with poems about falling leaves. They had you know, 80 poems submitted about Thanksgiving dinner and a bunch of poems submitted about Halloween. And they're not going to do a whole book on just Halloween poems. So they had to pick and choose. So how do you find the ones that they choose inside you? You do something like this. And it doesn't matter whether it's the prompts that I just gave you or any time you sit down and write. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to open your journal or your notebook, and on the, you don't need to do it right now. Just when you're ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. That's what I've been trying not to do. It's cough. We have a completely different sound setup this week, as we did last week, because my studio is still broken, and uh, so I'm not able to mute myself when I need to do that. And I am getting over a cold, so forgive me. All right, so open your journals, open your notebooks. I want you to take the prompt, and you take the prompt number one, which was the tiny people living in my teacups. So write that at the top of the page. And then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that. So how could you take that prompt? And what are some of the ideas for the different poems you could create to that one prompt? When you're done doing that one, go to number two, number three, all the way down to number 14. And by then you will have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts. But I promise you will not get through this exercise without something really grabbing you. And you're going to be off and running and you're going to write this amazing poem. And you're going to say, oh, Nyla, you're so awesome for telling me to do this. And I'm even more awesome for listening. And look at this great poem. So that will happen. All right. Now, you guys, it's time for our Writer's Block is Just an Urban Legend Mythbuster Writing Assignment. And this is from, I do a uh, Writer's Block is Just an Urban Legend Writer's Workshop. And these are things that I, some of the things that I do and talk about in that are some of the assignments that I give out. So when I say it's just an urban legend, it's because it's just that. It's a myth. It doesn't exist and I'm here to dispel the myth, writer's block, no, no such thing. It's like the boogeyman. It's not real. It it can't get you, right? If you don't believe in it, it can't get you. If you can pick up your pen and sit down and write something, then you can write. How can writer's block be an urban, or how can writer's block be a thing if when you pick up a pen, you can write something? And a lot of times I hear people say, well, I just don't know what to write. And that's because we girdle ourselves into belief that every single time we sit down, we have to write a poem. We don't. We just have to write. The act of writing is writing. It, it inspires our brain. It keeps the, the comforting smoothly important. So anyway, the assignment this week is to just write. And I've been kind of talking about lists the last couple of weeks. So what I would like you to do is I want you to carry your, a journal with you or use your phone if you have to. But I want you to pay attention to everything you smell this week. Pay attention to the smells around you. I want you to write down what the smell is, literally, like uh, fresh baked bread. And write what it reminds you of, like for me it would be my grandmother, all right? And then jot down quick observations about the smell. Um, you know, the smell's coming from the bakery with blue curtains. It's on a street downtown, tucked between a bookstore and a little theater. And it's three thirty in the morning, and I can't sleep. And the streets are still wet from the storm, but it's no longer raining. I, I can smell asphalt. Bakery's the only place with its lights on. I can hear water dripping. I can hear the traffic light blinking. The sound of opera music coming from the bakery. All right, so. You really don't have to write that much information or detail, but you get the idea. All right. I want you to note things like how does the smell fit into the environment? Did it belong there or was it out of place? You know, what made it stand out? Did it evoke an emotional response or a memory? You know, when you smell it, does it have a voice? Does it have a face? What does it want you to do?
2: All right.
0: You don't really have to jot down a lot. The more you do, the better. But more or less, I want you to just really just actually just write a quick blip that when you read it back, it will remind you about the experience. You'll be able to pull that moment up in your mind and be able to remember more things out of it. So once again, pay attention to everything you smell during the day, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and write it down. And that's it. That's all. And that's when you're done, you go through the list and create a poem. For example... Should I do that okay, I'll do this So, for example, I thought I would share this one with you guys tonight because not only is it one of my daily haikus, which we'll talk about in just a moment, but it's one of the, I write a haiku every single day, and not only was it one of my daily haikus, but it was an observation about smells smells that i was uh, it was inspired by smells while I was grocery shopping, all right so kind of showed you how you can make a poem out. If you make all these observations, write them down, how could you turn it into a poem? So this is my poem about smells. You, in aisle five, particles are now in my nose.
3: That's my haiku. All right?
0: That's one of my most horrible... I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, that was my haiku about smell. That's how you can, you know, take observations and... Write them down and use them in a poem. So, remember, it doesn't matter what you write as long as you write. And that's it. That's it for this week's MythBuster writing assignment. Once again, I'm going to run through this week's poetry prompts. Remember, if you miss any, come back after the show and listen to the podcast. One, tiny people living in my teacups. Two, at least there is a dog in this poem. Three, something that needs said. Four, I am the monster you've created, five, so maybe I'm not okay, six, pen and sword, seven, one of us is lying, eight, this is why I don't socialize, nine, writing on the wall, ten, the road back, eleven, new moon, old blood, thirteen, or (laughs) twelve, I did it again, so I see the word thirteen from my face, twelve, thirteen doorways, Thirteen, A Poet's Guide to Murder. And fourteen, The Big reveal. All right, that's it. There we go. To close this out, I want to remind you that as food for thought for our creative souls, you have to read, read, read. I used to never read because I thought if I read something that it would influence my writing. And this is when I was really young, like high school. But, you know, I couldn't I couldn't read because then I would, they would influence me and it wouldn't be my poem from my creative brain, which is the most special and awesomest place. And it was so it was so dumb. Read, read, read. You have to have input in order to have output. You can only create what you know. You can only draw on experiences that you've experienced. You know, so input, input, input. Read, read, read. Experience, live, make messy. All right. Remember, you are what you eat. That counts for your brain too. Now, as I talked about earlier with my haiku, every day I would like you to go out and write a haiku poem. Haiku, three lines, five, seven, five syllable count. Each day, from point A to point B, go out and find your seventeen syllables. this If you were to only do one writing practice out of everything that I share with you, everything I talk about, if there is only one thing to give you, and this is the only thing I could only advice I could give out of all the things I ever say to become a better writer is this one right here: your haiku a day. Maybe I will do a workshop, a real short workshop on why, what the haiku is, why, the, the essence of it, what it does, how it, you know, just, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I, maybe I will do that. So anyway, every day, go out in the world, find your 17 syllables, jot them down when you think about them. If there's not enough syllables, don't worry about it. That's not the point. You can come back and fix it later, but just write it down as it happens, okay? Every day, write a haiku poem. Next thing I want to do is, um, well, I already went over the, I'm not going to go over, watch on my page. I was going to go over the, the contest again real quick, but I'm not going to do that, the drawing for this month. Um, just watch on my page after the show. I'll have the prompts up and I will have the directions on what to do with the prompts to be entered into our drawing. All right, guys, that's it. That's it for inspiration from the Inkwell or mini-workshop. Remember, if you missed any of this, don't panic. You can come back after the show is over and listen to the archive. You go to our show's homepage and just scroll down, and there will be a list of our shows. You can start it, stop it, listen to the first 15 minutes, jot down whatever you missed, and you will be off and running. But don't forget, it's very important this week. Get those poems wrote to these prompts. Get them posted on my page. Come read them on the show. Get in the drawing. We're going to play an audio track. This is a brand new one that was just sent in by Levi Todd. If you're interested in having your track played on the air, you can send them to me on Facebook, or you can email them to me at thethe, the, the, the cafe at gmail.com. And just make sure you put audio file or something like that in the subject line for me. We'll get them uploaded to the show, and we will play them for the world. This is Todd, or Levi Todd, and it is a piece called Bruise. Here you go.
5: The other month, I gave myself a black eye while trying to do a somersault. I walked around looking like some fight club casting call wannabe, and when people lifted eyebrows, bloodthirsty for a story, I told them, I gave myself a black eye while trying to do a somersault. And yeah, that is really what happened. And each time, almost every person responded with, you should just make up a cool bar fight story. And each time, I wanted to tell them, you're right. It sounds so much better to say I downed enough shots to gloss over my better sense enough, to morph the passing glance of another man into a death threat enough, to lay him across the pavement with his blood painting my knuckles, or better yet, maybe I'm the one on the pavement. I guess it doesn't really matter as long as someone's teeth are in the gutter. But that's not what happened. I accidentally gave myself a black eye. And I'm not feeling insecure enough about my manhood to start lying about how violent I can be, but if you really want a story, here's a metaphor. I was somersaulting, head spinning through expectations of manhood, and came out on the other side with a black eye. I actually got the shiner from trying to evade masculine meteorites under the guise of dodgeballs in gym class, missing most of them, but still hearing the catcall whistle fly past my ear. I didn't get the shiner from having a fun time, no, I got it from boxing, from stepping into a ring the second I was born and with a crowd already formed just waiting for me to throw my first punch. I actually got payback for every guy trying to compensate for something who tried calling me a pussy, a faggot, a little bitch, a queer, or any other name implying that the worst thing for me to be is womanly, or that to love another man isn't to be one. And yeah, maybe I'm making too big of a deal about this. Maybe I'm making this a gender thing, but so are we. For telling our boys to man up when they start to cry, so are we. For saying boys will be boys when they make someone else cry, so are we. For telling our girls that if a boy hits you, it probably means he likes you. When my mother was a girl she was thrown into a rose bush from her bicycle because a boy pushed her. Her mother spent hours tweezing the thorns out of her back so don't tell me that that boy had a crush on my mom. Don't tell me that this violence has a name anything other than what it is. Don't tell me that boys will be boys when really boys will be whatever we teach them they should be. They'll be whatever it takes to prove they're men, whether that means hitting the gym, hitting another shot, hitting a home run, hitting on girls, hitting girls, hitting guys, hitting anything that lets them channel the aggression they've been told is normal for them, so no. I didn't get a black eye because I hit someone. There's no cool bar fight story I can use to validate the violence I've been told I should wear across my shoulders like a victory flag. There's no real winner in the real story. And I guess that's kind of the point.
0: Love, love, love that piece. I'm so glad that he sent that to me. All right, guys, guess what? You know what time it is? It's time for you. The amazing part of the show. I need to get, like, I got my drum roll. Finally, I got my drum roll for the workshop. So I should get, like, crowd cheering and, like, fireworks going off, celebration when it's time to bring you guys on the air.
3: That's my task
0: for this next month, week. You know, I better say month.
4: (laughs) It might take a bit. Anyway, so.
0: Once again, you guys, if you would like to call in and share and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 860 is our first caller for the night. When I bring you on, please introduce yourself. It's really, really important that we know who you are while you are reading. People aren't, you know, pinging me, saying, who is that, who is that, who is that, and then I get distracted by squirrels, and I miss half your poem, and that's not good because all my attention needs to be on you. So make sure you introduce yourself, and you always want to send your work out there in the world with your name on it. You don't ever, you know, you're virtually, literally virtually Publishing your poem right now, because like I said, we have 16 years worth of audio broadcasts. Think of how many poems are on those shows. So, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems if the lines get too busy, and I need to cut it back later on to just one. I will let you know, but right now you are good for reading two. And checking my lines real quick having some issues here. Okay. All right. So, yeah, two poems. When you're done reading, make sure, please, that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to confine you, get to know you and your work better. And then remember that we do have a mature rating. That means no adult porn poems. You know, no, no nasty bits, no tabs A into slot Bs, all that fun stuff. Um, other than that, you're good to go said we have mature rating not an adult rating so you know where that line is i know you know i'm going to go ahead and announce the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are coming up in the lineup we have 860 followed by 731 followed by it should be jimmy but jimmy jumped out of the lineup so jimmy if you jump back in the lineup i'll put you back into your place but if you're not back in time then our third caller will be area code five zero three, and I believe that's Mark. So we may have to throw Jimmy in there if he's back in time. But right now, that's the lineup for the three. Let's go ahead and get to
4: our first caller,
0: which, as I said, is Mr. Pineapple sixteen.
4: Flat pineapple.
6: Who is this?
4: Jessica. What the hell? (laughs) I beat Pineapple sixteen because I was ready to press the the call button exactly at seven forty five so it was in after like two seconds I was
0: Yeah. That means that he's not on tonight.
4: He's not on tonight? No. That's weird. I didn't call him last week, but it's weird, because I usually hear him first. I was surprised. I was like, you know, I'm going to beat him, but I, I guess
0: he wasn't. Oh, that explains it. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is 860
4: isn't even his area code. No, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, can we rewind? <laughs> Hi, this
0: is area code 860. Jessica, isn't it?
4: <laughs> should i read now <laughs> yes you can <laughs> okay um this is called one word indelible in my mind is the sound of your last word to me goodbye the finality of one word culminating to end a relationship heart shattered as you uttered the one word i knew meant it was over forever i could no longer call you mine no words can I pen to describe the utter loss and despair, devastation without repair, our bonds severed forever. You got in your car to leave my heart lay pulverized on the pavement, left to bleed and poem wow,
0: you were definitely not pineapple sixteen. There was not a license plate in there anywhere. <laughs>
4: you proved it you proved they're not viable 16 in disguise yeah i
0: have proof now I, I you know i thought maybe you were just changing your voice to sound pretty but okay we <laughs> you know what you
4: know <laughs> <And here's>, uh, <laughs> i don't want rushing for that. yeah here's the second one it's a quick one um okay i was uh yeah. Okay. Bring it home, sledgehammer. My brain, trigger, no mercy, intrusive, uninvited, scorching, smoldering, reigniting, forever burning still here and home.
0: Absolutely love that. Neither one of them were long enough, but I absolutely loved both of them, honey.
4: weren't long enough. Long enough for your show, yeah. But yeah, 'cause I got sledgehammer in my head, and I was like, what am I going to do with this? And then I just ended up writing about PBS or whatever it was. Because I was having a hard time last week, so. And when I was, and it was, I didn't call in because I'd been just sleeping until, like, right before I was about to call in. I'm like, I'm too tired, and I didn't feel good. And, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are my two posts. <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook, Jessica Brook poetry, um YouTube Jessica Brooke, Cluster C E S poetry. Um and uh my fourth book called out of was out of the but sorry, uh Sigma on Fire is gonna get very soon, probably the beginning of next month. Hopefully at least. Um okay. Uh, oh by the way I'm Jessica Brooke in case I didn't say. I didn't, but oh, <laughs> Okay. Just you can let other people. Out and I'll stop rambling.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jessica, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for for having such fun with me. It is always absolutely a delight to talk to
4: you. <laughs> I, I missed last week, so it's, I, it's like I better. I have to definitely get on this week because I want to miss a week. So you have a good night, and I hope your your cold is completely better soon. Me too.
0: Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week.
4: Okay. okay.
0: Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863. No, I am not I'm having 863 on the board. How do I get 863? We have 731, which is Michael. Let's go ahead and get Michael on the air. Are you I, with can't me?
7: Believe, I can't believe Jessica did that. Like. Great poems They're just so short I'm right in the middle Of eating a hostess snowball
0: <laughs> Oh What does that make me think of What was that movie Where there was a, Like the zombies And they had to go They killed Bill Murray And went to an amusement park And they They got the hostess truck And he was looking for Twinkies But all there was Was like a giant truck Of snowballs
7: I don't know I'm halfway through a snowball Now I gotta set it aside <laughs>
3: yeah
7: best coconut i've had in
3: ages mercy i'm so
0: sorry if i coughed tonight you guys please forgive me I'll, i'm going to try to mute myself when i do so if i don't talk for a minute don't panic as that's i'm trying really hard not to cough zombie land yes word machinist zombie land that's the movie if you guys haven't seen that you have to watch it What's that, not jimmy made it back jimmy has made it back he's right after you Ask him if he's
7: ready to read right now.
0: Jimmy, are you ready to read right now? Jimmy, in chat, will you please let me know? Okay, so you want me to bring Jimmy on first?
7: If he's ready.
0: All right, well, I'm leaving you on live with us, okay?
7: Okay, go ahead. And,
0: and you get to meet me and you get to talk to him and, and comment on his poem.
7: No, I'm not gonna uh, comment. 72. I'm so gonna visit. That's
0: okay, your job. fine. Seven oh two, you're on the air.
8: Hello, Nyla, Mr. Michael Todd. Doing? How you doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm I'm a little little uh, surprised. I'm I you, you gave me your turn.
7: Well I did, I did, but I, I wanted to point out something that you're in the middle of. I don't know if Nyla's really all that aware of it. She's she's out there. Uh, you're in, you're in, uh, you're pimping. Oh my God, you're pimping! It's like the old MySpace days when you're, you're featuring one writer after the next, and you're giving him exposure and everything. And, and uh, you should explain what you're doing and why, because that's something people, hell, they didn't even understand it when they were in the middle of it before. But now you're, you've gone rogue on us, my friend. So, <laughs> talk to me. <laughs>
8: No, I, I don't know how I got out of the lineup. I don't know what happened there. I, I, didn't, I pressed nothing, and all of a sudden, it uh, news to me when Nyla said that. So. Uh, give me Ray Davis. Word machinist. Um So, Nyla, I actually sent you a video. I don't think you saw it yet. And that was uh, the poem I mentioned last week, a new poem that I was going to read, a very uh, horrifying poem. Uh, most horrifying because it's true. It's based on a true event uh, that Transpired in 1974, but before that, we'll, uh, I was gonna go ahead. Now, before that, I'll do uh, an older poem that is complete opposite, much more lighthearted, and um, this kind of ties in a little bit with your prompts. Now, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't myself. I didn't grow up in the 50s. Not quite that old, uh, but I love the music of the 50s and 60s, the oldies, and I wrote this poem back in the MySpace days. And it was kind of like, imagine some of those great songs and artists from the oldies rock and roll being the prompts. That's kind of what this reminds me of when you start about prompts. So this is called, Those Oldies But Goodies Remind Me of You. Remember, Diana was Paul's girl. And Donna was Richie's flame. Lollipop and Peggy Sue both had their heyday. I'd like to relive those glory days and sing you a love song and take a dip, dip, dip with my ram Lama ding dong bomb da bomb they sang along, all the cats and chicks, the king and his cellmate stuck around to get their kicks. Now you are my
3: earth angel
9: in the still of the night,
8: and if you do the shaboon with me, every night would be Saturday night. Johnny Ace was pledging his love in vain, to run around sue bobby d was splishing and splashing good golly miss molly was too baby think of those happy days all the boys had the summertime blues and if you stay the night with me i'll take off my blue suede shoes jay sang of this magic
7: moment
8: while dion was wandering otis sat on the dock of the bay his fate he was pondering Like Setzer, I'm just a stray cat, longing for those lost days. I've got a turntable and some old 45s. We'll mash potato while they play. Stand by me, sang Benny, and I echo that to you. And oh yes, I'm the great pretender, but I can be real and true. So let's have an old-fashioned sock hop. There will, will be no fooling or folly with all of my love and all of my kissing. I'll be your buddy Holly.
0: I love that so much.
8: <laughs> now what do you oh, expect was... from your favorite dark poet, huh? <laughs> What's that? So now what do you expect from your favorite dark poet?
0: No, that was way too happy. I don't know who you are. Give me my Jimmy back.
8: <laughs> All right, he's coming no. back. <laughs>
0: um, I, I love
4: it. I love wait a minute. wait, 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 wait.
0: I love it when you share stuff like that that's very out of character for you because it just it reminds people how diverse you really are. Now before you get to your evil poem, there's something that was mentioned that you kind of missed. So I wanted to bring you back on track because Michael was talking about something you're doing on your page where you're pimping out a bunch of poets and sharing other poetry um, and sharing your work and well, he asked you a question yeah. about that. So, Michael, did you want to ask him again or remind him?
7: No, nah, he heard me. He just hadn't got around to it. And by the way, I have every damn record you just wrote about, I love them.
3: <laughs> I
7: <knew you>
8: did. <laughs> I know you do.
4: That's
8: awesome. Um, no, So, when, if you remember... When...
3: Hmm?
4: Go ahead.
8: No, I was just going to say, um, it's not... Uh, I don't think of it as a big deal. When when back in the MySpace days, we did a lot of a lot of us uh, shared things back and forth, and there was a lot of promotion going on, whether it was on radio shows or through the uh, different prompts and the and the groups and the events that we did. Uh, When I did my live shows, I would always try to read other poets' work. Um, I used to do my uh, I did a feature on my blog on MySpace called "The Greatest Poet You've Never Read." and i highlighted a lot of people that stuck around for a long time and became part of the community um and it's just uh it's just kind of about giving back because we've all been in that position when i first got in my space you nyla there were several others that that uh, extended their hand to me so it's uh so what i'm doing on the on the poetry page there's a couple of things i'm finding Uh, poets that have less than 200 followers and I call that the Under 200 Club and I spotlight one of their works and I don't ask anybody to follow them. I just ask that they take a look at the work and if it's something they like then maybe they'd want to choose to follow them or check more out. And then I'm also doing um, voice work for um, poets just upon... Upon request, so I have a whole list of them to go through and it takes me a while to get them done, so I'm still working down the list and that's fun because it's it's interpreting others' words and um, Really trying it's a more of a challenge than reading my own stuff because it's it's uh, I want to really convey what I think they meant by the words um, so it's their words and then I do a video with pictures and me saying the words so yeah, it's just basically giving back, you know what what in Various
0: ways all of us should and could be doing. very cool. And you've been sharing them over here on the air with us too, which I appreciate.
8: Absolutely. Absolutely. Always trying to bring people in. And I don't, um, I have put up banners for the show before, but as far as personally inviting, um, I've been very particular about that. Um, not for any reason. It's just when, uh, like Rich, for example, our, and now he's our regular captain. Um, he blew me away with his words, and I liked how he did his red light readings, and I just got this really good vibe. It's kind of like this is our family. Um, this is our home here. So while well, we want to advertise it, and we want to encourage all poets to read it and check it out, when I'm personally inviting, giving somebody an invite to my home, my poetry home, um, I want to I feel really good about them in every way, and so those are the people that I've been uh, inviting in. So far, I think it's worked out pretty well.
0: Me too. Me too. I've loved them all. All right. So now tell me about your inner evil.
8: So um, did have you heard of Marina Abramovic? Uh,
0: no. Not that I, not, not, not. In my instant recall.
8: <laughs> okay, so she is a she has been um, a performance artist uh, for many years, and she's still she's still working today. And but she did she did very um, out there, daring. Sometimes some would say maybe a little uh, too daring um, exhibits for her performance art. And I just found out about this particular exhibit, and that's what I wrote about. And and the exhibit, the piece was called Rhythm O. Some of the listeners may have heard of it. (laughs) And when you hear about it, it's rather horrifying. So rather than tell you about it, I'll read my poem about it, which in turn will tell you about it. And I call this The Art of Evil. She was a performance artist in many more ways than one. A simple experiment of humanity. Would they choose feather or gun? A table was set up before her as she stood still in a yielding pose. The items included honey, bread, nails, perfume, a scalpel, loaded gun, and a rose. Objects of pleasure and destruction to use on her as so desired. Full responsibility she took to see if they chose love or fire. For six agonizing hours, she would not move or fight, convinced that in this public venue, darkness would give way to light. For the first hour, all was placid. Most were tentative and quite shy. They gazed at her in disbelief, her self-objectivity being so high. Eventually, the emboldened arrived, to treat this fair object as such, dousing her body, tying it with string, unabashedly her private realms touched. By hour three, the proceedings grew dark. Someone cut her neck, drank her blood. Her clothes cut off, carried to a table, a knife jabbed between her legs into wood. She was groped and assailed by many. Someone placed the gun in her hand pointing it obscenely at her very throat. Surely, this madness must end. Finally, at the close of hour six, the exhibit was called to conclusion. For now no more her body be adorned with their sick and disgusting intrusion. The evil of man once again proven. She walked away through the throne. Not one of those miserable fiends could meet her gaze or admit doing wrong. Rhythm O stands as a bitter example of what humans are capable of. When given the choice to respect or revile choosing violence over kindness and love, what may you ask was her point, does that matter? What was she hoping to prove? Does that matter? matter was she a glutton for punishment what the fuck does that matter the sad thing to remember here is that they chose evil and when given free unpunishable range they will choose it again
9: and again and again and peace
0: wow you know, there there was, I don't know if it was her, but there was a gal that did that exact same thing in a shopping mall years and years and years ago. You know, I don't think she stood there for six hours, but there was a, there was a video of it on YouTube somewhere that's just horrific.
8: Yeah, it really is scary stuff. Um, I think the scariest thing is that these weren't, these aren't deviants. They didn't just like, these people just come up off off the street. Uh these people weren't people that acted like that ever before. But this one moment they were given free reign. Mm-hmm. And even though it was a public you know. And this was in this was um in Milan, I think. It was in Italy. Um but yeah. It just uh makes you think. You know, and it's, um, you
0: know, your it made made me think of this. what you're made me uh, think of is how, how more, Im- I mean, you're talking about her and the experiment, but it makes me think about the whole world and how crime is such a, a, just, you know, people are so emboldened now to go out and just do whatever they want to do because there are no consequences anymore. Our prisons are so full of stupid shit. We can't put the important shit away because it's too full. You know, but people can go out and do whatever they want because there's no fear of consequence. You know, they're not going to fingerprint finger that crack pipe found in my mom's burglarized house, burgle. I'm practicing English. <laughs> my my mom's burgled house, you know, because they just don't have the manpower and most of them aren't fingerprinted anyway and whatever excuses they want to give. You know, there's just, there's no consequence anymore. So it's like this poem. You know, the ordinary person walking down the street normally wouldn't do evil, but when you take away consequence.
3: Why shouldn't
8: you do evil? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a quandary. I mean, because I can't. I, I mean, I guess I guess it's one of those things where you can do a lot of self-reflection because I I, um, I just it's hard for me because it, for me anyway, it wouldn't I wouldn't even occur to me um, to do anything. But I think that. And especially now with the way society's become and all the divisive divisiveness that's going on, and people that literally are siding with things that are insane, you know, just insane. You know, you want to talks of of uh, executing women for having abortions and taking away healthcare rights for for trans kids for and 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 not relenting on on having the most the craziest firepower that anybody would ever, never actually need. Um, and when you, when you have what seem to be normal, responsible people at some point siding with some of these things, that kind of brings me back to this and makes me think, well, you know what, somewhere along the line, someone told them it's okay. And the truth comes
0: out. You no, know, there's there's a whole underlying story on this too. When you look at this poem, that it really makes me think about is all those videos that we watch on YouTube of someone getting killed or beaten up by a police officer, and they have a video of them dying on the street, but not one of them stopped it, stepped in, not one of them set their phone down long enough to step in and say, "Hey, stop." Yeah. You know. So while they're yeah. all doing this to, to her. Nobody stepped up and said, Hey, stop. I mean, you have to think about that too.
3: Yeah.
8: There was um uh, there was uh I apparently the one intervention was uh after after that person had placed the gun in her hand and pointed it at her throat, another person had put her finger on the trigger and then someone else came in and removed her finger from the trigger. Um and she said she said after that that in an interview that she believes the only reason that she wasn't flat out raped is because the men doing this, these things were there, uh, were there with their wives, who obviously looked on and didn't intervene either. So anyway, yeah, it was uh, it's like triangle Shirtwaist. Every now and then I'll, I'll see or read about something at a true life event and I'll write about. It. I don't do it very often, but if it hits me hard enough, I will. Um, but let's get let's get Michael Michael from West Tennessee on here. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. Find me on. TikTok and Instagram under Word Machinist, and Facebook, come hang out. we are got a huge uh, community over there going. It's reminding me that MySpace Mike Michael's coming around, Jessica. Um, it's wonderful stuff, a lot of prompts, a lot of sharing. Uh, I'm trying to, like, get the creatives together, the photographers and the artists and the poets, and we're creating things together. Uh, it's truly really a beautiful thing. And my page there is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. And I would thank you once again.
0: You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. Did you want to add anything, yeah. Mike, before Jimmy takes off? No, ma'am. Okay. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week, love.
8: All right. You got it, Natalie. You take care. Michael, hang tough, man. I'm be listening to you. Good, love. Appreciate you. All right, man.
0: Hello, Michael.
7: Heavenly days. You left me unmuted. I was about to choke to death, and I had to be quiet. I coconut control.
3: <laughs> mm.
7: Okay, I'm good.
0: I never, I never heard a thing over my coughing. So you're okay.
7: Yeah, all right. Hey, now mm-hmm. tonight, the writing is on the wall. You completely missed. Michael
4: Todd was actually asking you a question.
8: Well, I didn't hear it. I only He was mumbling his saying and weird stuff. I couldn't hear about it. He
4: was talking about how you were bringing it back uh, to the MySpace, page and you were pimping everybody yeah, and out. Then
8: she, and then she told me, and then I talked a lot. Okay. Um, but I didn't hear
4: you. I was trying to get your attention and say, like, <laughs> he didn't bring you on so you could read ahead of him. He brought you on so he could talk to you about your what you're doing. No. Uh... Um,
0: hang on a second. Okay. We got my board working again. Sorry about that, you guys. <laughs> Hi,
3: Michael.
7: Are we gonna tell them later?
0: No, we're not gonna say a word.
7: Oh, okay, good enough for me. I'll send note. whatever you do, buddy. Don't listen to the playback of the show.
0: Right. At first, I thought someone was talking to you, and it's like, who's talking to? Who's talking to? And then it's like, oh no, oh I know who that voice is.
3: Mm-hmm. Shh,
0: quiet. Hello,
3: Michael. All
7: right, like I said the, tonight the writing is on the wall. Both poems I have are about writing on the wall that's the awesome. First one, the first one do you remember do you remember a picture you had back in myspace of Nine Mile Canyon in Utah?
0: Yes, I do With well, it's on.
7: Wild chronicle. Spirit Walk Chronicles, there was a girl who went by the name of Ev, E.V. I always assumed it was Evelyn, but I didn't really know her that well. And then when we all switched over to Facebook, Ev didn't make the transition. She gone. I don't know what it became of her. But I do know that she was one of the 24 people that participated in Spirit Walk Chronicle. And she wrote a poem. And she used that picture. And I've got the poem right here and right now. I'm going to read it is called Hieroglyphics, Hieroglyphics by F. Hieroglyphics are treasures of the past, treasures long buried in history's tomb, sketches etched in dust never made to last beyond the ephemeral legend's womb, ciphers of a language that has been cast away like existence long ago doomed. Symbols of folklore decorate lost caves like the tale of a heart chipped off veneer. Scars lie beneath the chiseled facade stave. A burden of pain to the core is steered. Paragraphics are evidence that save, that narrate the heartaches that have been here. End of poem. Wow.
0: Really
7: fit the picture,
0: too. I remember that. Yeah, you know, it's really funny because right now I'm in the, the process of scheduling my, I'm going there for three weeks this year.
3: Yeah. And I'm
0: working on my book that I'm writing about the place. Yeah, about where that picture was taken. Nine Mile Canyon, Utah. Yep. Going out there, camp out in the desert, three weeks all by myself and write.
7: I'm glad I brought it back to the fore. Good for something, aren't I?
0: You, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing that you have those. I find I found them in my sent folder. I found all the I found the ones that you would send me, and then I would write my reply. They're still all in my sent folder. So I, I have a lot of them too.
7: Good, good. I'm trying to round up as many as I can. The submission I have. Well, we'll and, have to uh, compare and
0: dates and see which ones I have, or I'll just I'll just re I'll just reply and send them all back to you.
7: That'll be fine. Okay. It works. The second poem I have tonight, it's about being in a funeral home. First time I ever noticed it was in a funeral home, it was a a relative, more my wife's distant relative. You know, when you go to a funeral home and people get pictures and they'll make a a DVR of them and use a projector, and they don't use a screen. They just put them on a white wall. It works just fine. And you can watch pictures of a person's life unfolds from beginning to end. And that's what this is about. This is called Vintage Wallpaper by Michael Todd. As you enter the room, it catches your eye commencing without color, pages critically torn. Images worn in succession go by. They work their way up till the day you were born. The old appear to be frail and tired from life as one generation passes to another. You are held proud and firm by a husband and wife, maybe surrounded by sister and brother. Steady progress is viewed from cradle to stroller. Little boy's blue and little girl dresses pink. As you take your first steps to the arms of your mother, too soon you're out on the roller skate rink. The ones at the fair with the curtain drawn tight, the joys of your youth, teen years quickly span. There with your first keys, that old car takes flight, smiling, cap and gown with diploma in hand. Some might be from colleges, others from war. Few know the direction the future will take. The world is at your doorstep. You are going to go far. Never a forethought of mistakes you might make. A bride firmly clutching the arm of her father. A groom stands in wait, the best man at his side. Over years, they'll learn to lean on each other. Oh, their faces that day are just beaming with pride. Time passes swiftly. Soon their time will be seated with children that they must now raise. The children grow quickly, departing nests to roam leaving parents alone for the rest of their days. Time sequence erratic as the program is filled with grandkids' anniversaries, a select holiday. Together they'll grow old. Their lives seem surreal and nature takes its course as one is called away. The other left behind to live out the years until from the walks of this life she answers her call while those left behind shed a measure of tears here to gaze at a lifetime as shown on this wall.
2: In peace. Wow. You know,
0: the saying that youth is wasted on the young. There's, I don't, I can't think of any more profound or truer words in the world.
10: Why? I love that
3: peace. Thanks.
10: You're welcome.
7: I'm not for sure. I can't prove it right now. But I think out of everybody that participates on this show, I'm the oldest.
0: Mm, I don't think so. I think Bob Tob is.
7: Really? hmm Sweet. I'd say I wanted to be the oldest. It oh, was.
0: well, sorry, babe. you got some work to do first.
7: Hey, I'm hanging in.
0: <laughs> you are.
7: I'm very thankful for that. Great. I really do appreciate Jimmy bringing back those doo-wop songs earlier. Jimmy, right? Thanks a lot. You know, the best way in the world to say I love you is with doo-wop. I believe that. 50s music? Yep. All right. You know what time it is? It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. If y'all want to visit me, you can come over to com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And uh, <laughs> I, love, I love to entertain you. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you so
0: much,
11: honey. I love you. Bye.
2: Love you, too. Bye.
0: All right. Two one six, you are on the air.
2: Okay. Hey um, mama. Can, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you.
2: Oh wow. Okay. I'm unmuted and I'm on the air. <laughs> Hi. I, I called it I called in early last time and I didn't get in this quick so I was like thinking I was gonna feel just at the bottom. So, um how you feeling?
0: I'm doing really well. Did you get your package in the mail?
2: I'm gonna go down and look when we get off. I haven't been down to the mailbox. Oh, it should have been but, there
0: on Tuesday.
2: Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't look in the mailbox since Tuesday. I didn't know t- Thursday even came this fast. But I'll go down and look. I'll
3: go down when I get off.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll text you and let you know that I got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been feeling that great. Been busy. Um what have I been busy doing? Oh first of the month stuff. Like going shopping, grocery shopping and laundry mat and just walking right past the mailbox I did like can go look. This is usually bad news and I forgot to say it was some good news in there for me. So I'll go look. I'm trying to act Jovial and upbeat, but I'm not feeling like that.
0: You sound good, oh. Mama.
2: Well, thank you. So I got my books out. I'm gonna read from my book. Do um, you want to hear? Do um, you want to hear something upbeat, or do you want to hear something serious, or do you want to hear something? More fun. Let's
0: Um, do upbeat and fun tonight. Speak it into existence.
2: Okay. Um, um, Where's my upbeat and fun board? This is spirituality. And I don't know what my upbeat and fun stuff is. Oh. there's not nothing upbeat and in this book. And I don't see the bag I had. Well just read me.
0: Mama, read whatever you feel like reading.
2: I don't feel like reading the stuff that's in this book. And I have to get I have to get up and go look and see what I did with the other books. Fun stuff in the book. Don't board. need to
0: bring someone else on and then come back and get you?
2: No, how come you can't talk to me until I find it? Like you talk to everybody else. How come you can't? I just didn't hear know if it? you wanted to. No. I don't want to. I want you to talk to me for, for, until I find you. So. you. You act
0: like that's such a chore, Mama. I'll talk to you all day long. Okay,
2: no, don't threaten me with your
0: good time.
2: <laughs> I just, I just miss you. Okay, let me see. I'm going to just read something off the computer there
6: because... Um,
2: I don't even feel like getting up one chase. What
6: did I do with it?
2: I took it in the other room, and now I don't see it. And I got to do it like this. And (laughs) I get up and do that. But tell me, okay, I know I'm boring. Okay, come back, tell me. I give. Are you sure? Yeah, because the computer's taking a long time to, to come on. And I don't even know why it went off because I, when I don't pay any attention, it just goes off by itself. And now it's acting weird. So. All
0: right. Well, we'll uh, let Amelia read, and then I'll come right back and get you, okay?
2: Okay. I'll go get my books in the other room. All
0: right. Okay. okay. All right. Three, four, six. Miss Amelia, are you with us?
12: Yes, I am. Hello, good sweetheart. Evening.
0: Good evening.
12: It is good to hear from you. Thank you. Um, you wouldn't believe, well, actually, most people would believe uh, that are on Facebook. I've been coming under a great deal of attacks across Facebook and uh It has gotten to a point where I can't even comment on my own posts. I can't um, share from my history other people's uh, poetry or mine. It has just gotten outrageous. Someone is attacking my, and I keep trying to tell Facebook, you know, there's no issue, and Investigate, and they have it, and it's just gotten outrageous. Anyway, with that said, I didn't, exa- I didn't get to the word prompts, but I do have uh, one of your picture prompts uh, that I wrote. Um, so it's called, and it kind of includes a little bit of what I've been going through too. Um It's called painful jealousy. Mirror, mirror, in my hand, tell me about my life. My heart is in a constant state of pain. Loneliness is my best friend. Women, jealous, greedy, and envious. Stunning to me, would you really change places with me? If you knew all the pain. Abuse and the damage Physically and emotionally That was inflicted upon me Would you want To change places with me Long days And even longer nights The grass Is always greener On the other side So willing to hurt and harm Based upon What you are lacking Greedy Cunning Selfish, lying Ignorant and arrogant When will You change your ways When will You look in the mirror And change that reflection It's not Your face I'm talking About, it's your soul That I'm discussing Here When will you stop your nonsense And cruel words When will You change from all your vicious rhetoric. When will love fill your heart? When will joy be expressed? Thinking you have all the time in the world to make your road straight and your actions right. Nobody knows the day or the hour. Better change your direction. How thankful are you for blue skies and the birds' songs? How grateful are you for clean air and sun rays dancing across your face in the morning? You enjoy believing people and laughing at their pain. Love is the truth, wealth, and kindness, the real power. Deep down, you are insecure. You know your soul is filthy. You're jealous and envious of those that are humble and loyal to their families, mates, and most of all, the Holy Trinity, enjoying misery and suffering, rejoicing as the tears flow. Moonlight cascading across the sensuous depths, erupting mercis- mercifully with savage fury. Soft, loving murmurs, gentle smiles, hugs with affection, heart-pounding rhythm of romance. strings plucked chorus of a sweet melody flowing upon the night. Bring an end to your envy. Find your own path to heaven. No time to hate. No time for destruction. Allow yourself to heal from your pain and suffering from decades in the past. Allow tender mercies to be the ointment that soothes your soul. Hands intertwine. Love still alive, lips smiling, eyes twinkling, a romantic flame rising as a whisper could be heard saying, stay by my side, don't leave, allow me to gaze into those handsome orbs once again, we ebbed and flowed upon love's eternal light, you see, it wasn't A condition An emotion Do not fade away Into the darkness of the night But remain by my side Throughout the morning rays of the sun I cannot breathe without your presence Your essence is the wind beneath my wings. This is the pain of jealousy. This is nightmares of envy. Outrageous, egotistical manipulation. Hateful propaganda oozing from the demons. Angels bring the blessings. Love is felt through time and space. People searching for gold and jewels in order to wear the crown. Thorns and threes are where the real crown is found. You see, his name is tattooed upon my heart. So many did their best to destroy and un- and rob. The spirit can not be destroyed, and love never dies. Joy shall be felt again upon the universal light. Treasure chests filled to overflowing wealth shall be ours. Mirror, mirror, thank you for describing my past, present, and future. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. That was
0: obviously a very emotional piece for you, Reed, but it was also a very emotional piece
3: to hear
0: being read. Very powerful
12: right, Amelia. I appreciate that. Why I got choked up. Early in my ex husbands and my relationship, he said that love was a condition. And I told him, no, it's not. It's an emotion. So when I got to that line, it choked me up, and that's why. I disagree with both of you. It's a decision. Yes. And it's a decision, and then, you know, it's also an emotion because, yeah, you have to decide that's who you want, you know, to follow. You have to to
3: decide and
0: choose love. I mean, it's a choice. You have to choose love every single day, even the ugly ones, you know?
12: Love is a choice. Absolutely. I have and, uh, to
0: choose to love you even when I don't like you very much. I have to choose to love you even when I'm picking your underwear up off the floor and, and putting your dirty dishes away. I choose to love you.
12: Right. Exactly. And you're exactly right. And um. And that's going to be is- for
0: you. You're going to find that because you believe in it so much, Amelia.
12: I do. I really do. And I just continue to pray that, you know, it manifests sooner or later in my life. But you're absolutely you, uh, right. Yeah. Are you going to read tonight, love? No. I'm just going to, that, but that's your um, prompt, the picture prompt, the one with the lady in the mirror.
4: You'll see mm-hmm. it because
12: I'm about, I'm about. To uh, post it And tag you in it But that's your picture prop. No, that's good enough But anyway, yeah, you have to choose To love somebody through the hard times Difficult times, painful times uh, Being angry and whatever Yeah, you have to do that Every single day through every single moment Special and wondrous Because Two people have come together and decided we're going to get through all of this regardless of what happens, and we're going to continue to love each other, and that's why it's, you know, so phenomenal. Okay, so you can find me on all social media platforms under Emilia, E-M-I-L-I-A-C-D-A-V-I-S a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen.
0: Wonderful. All right, Amelia, you did a great job tonight, sweetheart.
12: Thank you. No problem for all you do. God bless.
0: Thank you, honey. All right, let's go back and grab my mama.
2: And your mama is ready this time.
0: I found my book,
2: they were right under my nose. (laughs) You know, you can't find something when it's right under your nose. So the first one I'll read is called Are You Ribbing Me? And this is because of what's going on these days where they're trying to tell us what to do with our MF wound and tell us we can't take pills and can't do this and we can't do that, and they're trying to rule uh, rule over our bodies once again. So the name of this piece is called, Are You Ribbing Me? Give us back our rightful place. The matriarchal society was not broken when you fixed it. You need to stop playing games with yourself. When the Western heroism became patriarchal, the feminine energy was still ruling We allowed you to realize whom came from whom. Was it not the womb who gave birth to the sun and moon? Was it not you who slid down our Milky Way? Was it not you that gave the power to? Was it not you that we gave the power to? Because you are our creation. Give the truth back to our men. The out-of-control concept has bred deception before too many more myths are created. The polarity desires pulling men between masculine and feminine. In the beginning, the one who had all power created both male and female not to rule over one another but to be at opposite attractions, giving life, love, and joy, and to make more creations through procreation. So I was placed in the womb. In the womb I was formed. When I got here, somebody told me I came from a rib. Did the research and found it wasn't me. I am a womb, man. Came from the womb people, and I met the rib people and heard their fantasy, and they do not like me because I am a womb man. But still, they place more seeds in my womb and give mystery to my history. Even though they know they came from me, the rib story gains popularity as it's entwined with the bibliography. Now instead of love, is jealousy, and jealousy has reared its ugly head, and the female fetuses by the millions are ending up dead. Oh. Wow. When did you write that one,
0: Mama?
2: It's in the book, it's old, it's old, You see, mm-hmm. probably 2012 or 10, whatever they were starting to kill up those babies over in China and wouldn't let the baby girl babies be born, and mm-hmm. now the men are growing up. So it had to be like a good 10 or 20 years because the girls are kind of missing in China and the boys are growing up and don't have anybody to marry. So I know it was over that time I was getting very upset.
0: It was an amazing right. Thank you. You're very welcome.
2: Are you going to read two poems? Yeah, I'm going to read this one. This is the humorous one. This is a man talking to his girlfriend that when she drinks, she embarrasses him, especially in public. So the name of this poem is called Fly Right. He's talking to her. Straighten up and fly right, my canvas queen. You are not a butterfly that flickers and flouts all about. Flesh mules, I can't use you as your drunken monkey has arisen, bickering about as you shout, consumed of stout, wanting to capture your divine essence while you are full of spirits and quite right. I need you to sober up and fly right. Sit tight. Distorted by the gin, the features of your chin, alas, you appear crass. I need only a smile. Come again tomorrow without the hyena countenance of your sass. You pose bass backwards. Picture how silly you are. Young and beautiful without the jaded eyes and sour brow. Sit pretty for me, alas, he asks. Be fittingly in your high rank and return to your class. And fly right," he said.
6: Poem. <laughs> fly right," he says.
2: <laughs> Return to your class. She just when she gets to drinking, she just acts like a fool. That's why he says, "Straighten up and fly right." But my favorite part is when he talks about how she her her hyena comes out. I mean, she just laughs all crazy in public like a hyena. And when she drinks, her can just distorted, it. And um, she has this crass smile on her face looking all crazy. And he just wants her to straighten up and, uh, you know, be her young, beautiful self without the jaded eyes and the sour brow. Sit pretty for me as befittingly in your high rank. And return to your class. <laughs> you did
0: really, really well painting the visual And <laughs> that case.
2: Cause I, got, I got friends like that. They just like, they really get crazy or look really crazy when they when we get out and they had like, no, I don't say too much. I don't say anything. They just changed. The face was different. They look distorted. They act silly. They laugh all out and crazy. And I could imagine. So I just kind of put myself in the position of, this beautiful woman that when she drinks, she just changes in her house and her husband, takes her out, and there she is, just acting like a fool.
0: I kind of like too that you wrote it about a woman, huh? I, I like that you wrote it about a woman drinking too. And most of the time, you hear about the drunk boys, but not very often, you yeah. hear something about a woman. I, I that was that right. was refreshing,
3: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> yeah, because. You know, when a man takes his woman out the show her off and she's beautiful and then all of a sudden she turns into this hyena, face distorted, looking weird and crazy, and, you know, like, what's the point, you know, taking somebody Mm -hmm. out beautifully? Took took a decent girl out to drink that knows how to carry herself, and, you know, but now he has to be bothered with her because that's who he, you know... See, people don't know. people. Some people just can't drink. It changes everything on them. Mm-hmm. And you take a beautiful woman out and you have a good time, and she turns into this other thing. <laughs> like, what the hell? No, so he can't really drink because he's got to drive and he's got to watch out for her. So, <laughs> And there's the whole time they're out there, he's got to be scolding her because she's just cutting up doing the drunken monkey and you ever seen the drunken monkey that's a, a kung fu move
3: <laughs>
2: i have not i'm willing to learn it's a it's a kung fu move you have to see like it's a form of like uh um like something they do like on bruce lee like when they're fighting they just do this particular movement called the drunken monkey and Anyway, so I was just trying to make you laugh, so that's about it. That's <laughs> all I have.
0: You did fantastic, Mama. Go down and check your mail. The package was delivered on Tuesday, it
2: says. Okay, I will. I'll go down It's, do t- it's the, the book,
0: book I told you I was sending you, and it was the necklace you've been telling me to send you.
2: All right, I'll give it, and I'll, I'll text you and let you know I got it. I love you, and I appreciate okay. you so much. I appreciate you. I <laughs> appreciate you, Mama. I love I, you. I, I I adore you. I appreciate you. And I love how you always look out for me. Thank you.
0: My mommy.
2: And I love you for that. My daughter. Mm-hmm. Talk to you soon. All right, mommy. Yes, thank you. 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 bye
0: Our next caller comes from area code. Oh, I know who this is. I'm just going to surprise him. <laughs> I
3: am
0: serenading with blue moon. Uh, yeah. I mean, blue, major blue. <laughs> yeah.
13: Uh, I, if you don't mind, I, I need to preamble just a little bit here because I've been hearing some things tonight, and I just wanted to not, not so much make any, like, uh, I, and nothing said in a judgmental way is what I'm trying to get at, but more just observation. And I can only speak for myself, but like beginning with the like the second week in, in March and literally rolling through to now, I don't know about you guys, but there's been some really weird stuff going on, man. And it's not like it's, you know, it's not like it's anything epiphanal. It's just slanted and weird. It's like, what in the heck is going on out there? And I don't say, and I, I, um, just a, uh, a quick thing for for Miss Amelia. These are just two uh, two things that I can 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 uh, roll off the top of my head. One is something that came across my stream, and then one is a prompt that I heard,
3: <laughs>
13: that I heard this evening. <laughs> And both of them fit. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, one of my friends on uh, on on Facebook sent this across and and, and you know so in my stream, and it, it basically says, somewhere within your circle, within your group of friends and family, there's a friend of a friend of a friend who is your enemy. And then on the, then the, the the prompt from and especially from my point of view and it's you know I mean people look at you know I guess they might look at my my friends list and see what it is and all it's like I don't know maybe thirty five thirty six people or something like that but in any case the, the 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 core for that is and this is why I don't socialize. <laughs> <laughs> I
9: right? I don't like right? I
13: you know I don't like people you know I mean I mean I, I there's certain folks that I can deal with you know that that b- basically on a regular because I can I know I can trust that they're not going to all of a sudden throw something that just totally whack on my page or you know or something like that but for the most part I see people putting stuff on the page it's like are you kidding me I wouldn't put that on my page if you, you know for for any um, so anyway. Uh, just kind of some thoughts tough stuff there and uh, it's kind of an interesting thing too kind of like the the um, the threads of, of what I've you know a lot of people have been reading this evening and, then, and I promise you <laughs> mine will weave right in <laughs> it's, they're not going to change anything on that note but it's just interesting <laughs> that they all just kind of seem to kind of be headed and obviously, in a general sense, but but still, in all, just seem to be moving in one particular direction. So, anyway, this this um, this piece, I'm just going to call it "Close Calls" uh, for for lack of anything else. I think you know this this is Soldier Blue, dead, close calls in the darkness, bone smoke, shabby, ephemeral moral code it is done, be done with it. Records must be kept. The dusty remains of days not given to any cause of reason. waters of the past flow easily. Sticks of soft ash keep an easy warmth. Bones muster marrow for the strength of re- survival. The edges of songs, the thin paintings of beautiful faces. Inse, how often, how old do they become? Ice, fire, silver of the moon. Only the darkness can seize the truth of tragedy. Eska, we are the dreams of peace. Haunt their thought. The peaceful ease of spirits. Will they ever sing for us? Raised platforms at the back of caves. They wait for those that have come through the flames. Boy, unshattered, skilled with the rainbow set of languages. Those whom have walked fearless from place to place, formed and reforming at every gathering, walking like ancient stars shining bright. Lagonska Mika, Rainbow visions, eyes, eyes soft and kind. We have been removed. Now we must return. Where darkness first fell, there is a stain and the shadowlands collect them. While Even as clouds roll across the sky, so too we watch as the reaper comes upon the days we have left behind in blood and sorrow. Steps become wings in the wind, the living coals become the songs we almost remember. Wahi Bones for eyes we resemble the dead. Leaf mould, ash, feels akin to velvet, careful lest an ember burn you. Peace of peaceful surrender. When your breath is gone, can you tell the difference? Barely turned shoulder blades pain blaze on into nevermore oh you dodged a bullet there's a question there washed in grey dilution soft is anything still left to say really what really got saved worn out flesh a weary spirit, the scars and cuts of one too many lies, betrayal for honest promise, the last crumbs another thief might find useful. Who fucking cares? Left out in the elements for too long, weather worn shabby clothes shabby smiles nothing lasts for long dream or dreamer or drama it's just another mile to walk too many with gold dust skills who steal and thieve To make their, make it theirs. Carcass slowly becoming less. One more bite will leave two pieces of one. Wolves no longer fight over what is no longer fresh, blood full. Too much to do, too little reason left to fight. Reasons for want of reasonings. Soon the moon will rise, the mist will fall. It will be so much in springtime. Maybe we should follow gravity and flow with the tide. Night is at least consistent. In darkness always a certain shade of black. It is a good color when mixed with silence. Scrub trees and thorns shake the rattle another time. Death will find us. Sharp wings of hollow boned tremolo. Fire fades. Time to go. Dressed in colors of connivance. The collars make their sudden appearance paint tallow forms of clay we shall daub some lines of recognition upon ourselves at the last Igaku streaks of color even the thieves won't want to use fear they will leave them of life Oh. Yeah, the chicanery of a tin-plated life. Pristine night, clarity of light, doggle, dredge the corners, scoop the concave, press, close the fissures, and formed, burn to bright the dull, to opaque skills and required. The skills are which we have, Closed calls, the weary, almost shapeless, have cut off the party line, leaving a dime for those with intentions of more time to drop one. Firewalkers drift with unconscious effort. See them at the edge of the fire. Secure them prior to the presence of the second, the fecund and the fowl. with uh, the slither of snakes moving shadows upon your trail. We will dust them with a death terrifying they never saw coming. When you play with someone else's sticks, devastation is always a possibility. We do not worry about you. A plus to still, A plus B still equals C whether you recognize the formulae or not. We are the ghost road born. We have arrived where we have always been. Oh, yeah. Home place. Thank you. Thank And peace. That was absolutely phenomenal.
0: You know, I always talk about how you are so able to create visual pictures or come up with, you know, always coming up with things that surprise me. You know, and it's like there, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, but in the line in there, where you you said something like, um, where darkness first fell, there's a stain. Yes. Something about in shadows collect them or something like that. But that, mm. I mean, I heard that and it just made it hurt my brain, and it made me jealous and it made me want to duct tape you into a closet and steal it and say I wrote it because it was just that profound. I mean, that's just such a great line, and you and it's like it's like that one line on top of another line on top of another line on top of another line. I am just such. I just love your writing so much.
13: Thank you,. Not, I appreciate that. yeah, I have just been well I just you know like I say, I've just been seeing a lot of strange things around me, and I don't know what it is, but I you know just sometimes I just start in looking off in uh, other directions in terms of you know what i what what I think is there. And, you know what i what I can see by the connections so that's where that one came from oh
0: pretty awesome thank you you're very 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 welcome. Are you gonna read two or are you going to just do the one actually i ha-
13: actually i ha- I have another one for you and i and I okay. think this will will uh will be uh, well, it'll follow along in that same kind of thing, because it's it, <laughs> it's not going to be what you think. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a cool cut. I mean, the, the the initial line is basically the first line. So, if anything, you know, it's I mean, it's, as far as the title, that's that's what it's going to be. Lightning comes with a warning. The Lightning comes with a warning. The muttering rumble of thunder, the fast shake of light, like the throw of a bone-dice sliced thin razor sharp, like 440 stainless, FCC, death of a moth hovering above shadows. Lightning comes with a warning. Oh, oh, do War honors. Glory born, shining sounds, screams of the innocent as the gray men pocket their profits and await the next show. Comes with a warning. Weather whips sting the unwilling into action. Thoughts, intelligible speech, turn to dust. Faces ashen in the electrical fields, not your playground. The homeless lightning comes with a warning. Flash of genus, no harm, no foul. The push of people as blind as the gray shades of darkness. They say they can't see. Pompe dreams rarefied earth curvatures of cravings, longings for that connection between earth and cleansed skies burnt. The longings everything soon return to origin, dodge the light move before it strikes you down Lightning. Comes with a warning. Arrow resilience, common knowledge becomes understanding. Bones, syn strands of neuron pulse. Wahy, they dance on their own. Lightning comes with a warning. Flesh becomes a cascade of grievance, blood fails as we coalesce Iga as color streaks everything we do Abhitra Palm to the floor and static becomes an enabler. Lightning comes with a warning. Wajinga seeks. Bird tracks upon the land, earth, crawlers, destroyers, man made man. Despite the color laden cords, despite the signs above the pale waters that sustain no life, death can be a rippling power on Lightning. Comes with a warning. Into the night, into the heart shadowed day, we hear what has become wolf-like, central, centered upon what has become carrion, food for crows. Blue sky wandering, we pause upon the jagged edge of starshine, starburst, incandescent dagons, degradation, starvation, begah, obliteration. Nothing comes of this life without a heavy price to be paid. The rattle sounded with a shake, Ga soothed. We have been waiting for it almost like a crack of thunder, the lead weight of a raining night haw in it the nocturnal lifting their heads at the sound, that feral sigh of groundless wind comes with a warning. The thunder spirits awaken, we see, we sleep, we dream as the ghost road born lightning comes with a warning. in peace. That was phenomenal. Holy
0: moly. Fantastic, me. You're very welcome, sir. I love the whole repetitive. I mean, I bet you could even turn that into a song if you wanted to. You'd have to edit it a little bit, but you know. Oh, yeah. I can imagine it. I can imagine it being a song.
13: Oh, yeah, no doubt. (laughs) I have a, yes, but this way, I I mean, I didn't actually listen to it while I was writing this song or writing this piece. um, But uh, the song that instantly comes to mind for me, and everybody always tries to tell me about another one, but this is a song that's off of a posthumous uh, release by Jimi Hendrix. It's called, the album is South Saturn Delta, and the song is called Midnight Lightning. And if you hear it, you'll understand. I mean, it's, a, it's basically him on a 12-string acoustic, and he just makes that thing talk while he's singing the words. And to me, I just when I when I hear that song, it's like I'm there at midnight by a lake and I'm watching the li- lightning dance off of the water top.
0: <laughs> I can see it.
13: <laughs> so, that's the that's kind of that there. I should say that's the feeling I have for that. But I can be found at uh, Rafe Wilde at facebook.com and underneath them, underneath in parentheses, you'll see Soldier Blue, and you can also find my podcast, which is Red Earth One. And if you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little quicker. And uh, this upcoming uh, weekend or days off that I have, I will be updating it because there are a few like that one there I want to put on the on that uh, that podcast for the, the episodes. And- let people hear some new things, and uh, well, along with everything else that's on there. I mean, it's all good, but it's just a case that I want to put some more, put some more into it.
0: I could use some new ones for. I could use some new ones for the for the show.
13: Sure. Yeah.
0: Just hint,
13: hint, hint. <laughs> I will. I'll, I will do it. I because mean, that All doesn't right. i don't i i i i I'll have to figure it out some a little bit just because I'm not sure uh how to um how to do those i mean like i mean 'cause I know people can you know i mean like like uh i guess that what is it like download a an episode off of a podcast or something like that so i mean i'll I'll figure it out and I'll send it to you
3: perfect.
0: I, I would absolutely appreciate it, and I know everyone else would, too.
13: I will. I'll do that. I'll do it.
0: Awesome. You know what you need to do now, right?
13: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already told you how to find me. <laughs>
0: we'll I'll do it one more time. Facebook page. Please. Okay, all
13: right, all right. All right. Uh, RafeWild at Facebook.com, and then underneath the parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And that's you will find me there.
0: Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate it so much, and we will talk to you next uh, week.
13: Yes, ma'am. I already got uh, another another one lined up. It's uh, about two thirds done, and when it gets done, it's going to oh, it's going to it's going to land like a hammer on a on a metal table, baby. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Bang, Bang, Maxwell, Silver Hammer.
13: Oh, yeah. Now,
0: Michael has silly song going through my head. I'm doing 50 songs. i think been 50 songs. Don't tell Michael
13: hey, that, though. Well, I, I hear you, babe. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an idea, though, because, I mean, just, to, just as a, for instance, this is what I just uploaded into my iPod. I just uploaded some, some Thin Lizzy and some Steve, uh, Steve Miller Band, okay?
3: <laughs> that works.
13: Yeah, you know. <laughs> Little boys are back in town, always a good thing. <laughs> oh, funny. thank you so much, Nyla, for this platform as always, and I appreciate you being here as ever, always.
0: Thank you, baby. I we'll love, talk to you next week. It. Yes, ma'am. Again. Okay, our next caller comes from area code one rebel
12: This is 4-1-Rebel. Hi,
0: love. Hi, sweetheart.
12: Hi. You know,
14: this is the second week. Um, If you remember last week, I wrote something to your prompts called Voodoo Row. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I think, inspired by you, if I ever make anything out of this, you're definitely getting your name in the book. Um, I did a Voodoo Row Part 2 tonight. Called psychosis,
3: <clears throat>
14: and um, I really don't know what it is because I just wrote it while I was waiting in the queue. So that's that's what I'm gonna share with you. It's kind of long, so I'm only gonna do one.
4: Go ahead when you're ready.
14: All right, <clears throat> <clears throat> Voodoo Row, Part Two, Psychosis. At first, there were two doors, if you remember. I chose the second, which stated, Welcome
15: to Voodoo Row.
14: There are no secrets here, which means nothing good shall come from this venture that I have embarked upon, and this, I feel, must be said. This place I've entered and its surroundings were backwards, upside down and inside out. I turned around looking for the road back to the door I had just entered. There was nothing but a black and ominous void that I did not wish to further investigate. So onward I must go to find the truth of Voodoo Row. Upon this path I traveled, I stumbled and even almost tripped. As my open palms caught my fall, which unfurled, scattered some fallen leaves from the upside-down trees that buried a secret unexpected to me. Yet, Doris said, no secrets here, I say, where is this transparency? Buried beneath dim leaves was a book. I dusted off this book I stumbled on that had no title on its cover, so I opened it up. And on the clean white page, black words just freshly written, so it seemed, read, A Guide to Murder for Poets, written by an author whose name was the same as mine, a chill went down my spine. Suddenly, a mirror appeared, and when it did, my reflection spoke to me, and what it said did leave me puzzled as it stared back at me with an eerie smirk and deep-and-black eyes. One of us is lying. And then his reflection continued on, I am the monster that you have created! I am your Frankenstein! Shocked I was at the events that were happening, I yelled back, I'm just a fucking poet, so what the hell do you want from me? The mirror suddenly disappeared, and the path in front of me changed as, well, and the bricks began to stack on each side of me every time I took a step, and each wall that was formed had peculiar writings on each one of them, and one even said, everything is almost bad here, except at least there's a dog in his poem, but he dies terribly deaf at the end, these rows of walls that kept forming were Walls no more. For right before me stood thirteen black doors with different celestial shapes on each one, with glowing words across each one that said there are twenty six different paths to take beyond each of these thirteen doors. And then a sheet of loose leaf fell from the oh. Then a sheet of loose leaf from above slowly drifted down, landing on this book with the words. The pen here is your only weapon. Let it be your sword. And then it singed and burned my fingertips as a quill materialized in my writing hand. This quill, I feel, may be the key to opening the right door for me. Perhaps this is meant for me, this story I am meant to write. The mirror from before then appeared again as my reflection reached through the glass and grabbed the quill for me and began to slit its very own throat and blood began to flow. And he kept fucking smirking, not knowing why. It filled me with so much rage. And as I peered down at my own hands, I was writing this with my own blood in the poet's guide to murder. Ahead of me, the mirrors shattered, and I walked into the dusk towards the new moon, washing my sins away in old blood and looking for what I must learn. The walls appeared to me again, but this time, they trapped me in a circular of oddities. And I had no way out, no big reveal, just crazy and ridiculous, even strange everywhere I looked. A hole beneath my feet opened up and I fell into a stack of giant teacups filled with tiny people stabbing at a rather large dog, then darkness rose. Now this story that I tell you is true and nothing inside my mad, mad head. And as I watched these little people with sharp knives and sharp teeth stab this dog dead, I knew I was next and needed to act quick or I would be next. I climbed up my way up the giant teacup before, not- before I was ever noticed And as I did, I fell back into the dark, where I felt cold hands of the dead grabbing at me as I kept falling to what seemed no end. And voices shouted and whispered at me, but inside of my head, hauntingly, all at once, as I felt my own head would explode. The fall slowed down as I felt heat all around, and then a sharpness pierced my arm couldn't move my legs or body, as if someone or something was holding me down. Then a light shines in my face as doctors and nurses were all around, shouting for me to settle down, for I was Toradol and psych ward bound. Memoirs of a lunatic, to be continued.
0: I love it, to be continued. (laughs) That was incredible. I'm excited. I'm excited. I need
3: every
14: prompt. <laughs>
0: Every one you need, of your
14: props in there.
0: That did you post it on my page yet? Have I seen? You haven't yet, have you? I
14: just wrote it, Nyla. <laughs> right now. Well,
0: like make, sure, right you
14: now, make yes, sure you get I it posted will. on the
0: page. Make sure you get it posted on the page so it can go to. Uh, but towards the contest entries.
14: So what I'm thinking of doing is trying to follow this story every week this month to your to your um, prompts.
0: This week's going to be hard. Last <laughs> week I made it really easy to work them all together. This week it's going to be hard.
3: But I just <laughs> did it.
14: I just did it this week.
0: Well, everything's easy for you.
14: No, that's not true. That's not true. Is, I just do what the voices genius. in my head tell me
0: to do. <laughs> well, they're a genius then. All 78 of them. isn't that one guy. That one guy's a little asshole. Sorry.
14: We aren't counting him. That's true. That's the guy married to my wife. Sorry,
0: babe. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. Nobody likes that guy. We all love that guy. We love all 79 of you. (laughs) I'll be sleeping on the
14: couch for now on.
0: No doubt, right?
14: (laughs) Too funny. So I am Rebel Jones, and I am slowly, slowly working my way back to social media. Um, I just started a new uh, Facebook page. It's Nyla, you're on. Um, and it's just Rebel Jones. You can find me there. I do have a YouTube channel with a lot of my, all my older stuff um, from last year and beyond. Um at Rebel P, or Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Production. And I do a lot of work on there with um, Clarence Ferguson um, Jr., C-Double 34 Music. We we've, we've been putting music and poetry together for for a really long time right now, I'd say for about seven years. We've been working together and we put together albums on Mixcloud, Soundcloud's got tracks on us and we've just done a lot of work. We've collaborated with Gina Storm and a whole bunch of other people. You should check us out there. Nyla, I know I've sent you a song before. I know I've sent you something.
0: You know, what's really funny is I just went through it. You must have put, you must have left the the off of the speakeasy email.
3: <laughs>
0: or did you send it in Facebook? If you send it in Facebook, I'll have to find um, it. But if you send it to the email address, I didn't get I it. Because probably I probably sent
14: it to your messenger, I think, in my other uh, Facebook profile. But I'll send you some uh, more. I've got material for days.
3: Okay, well, and
14: send me Clarence answers. and I have put together some amazing work, so I, I'd love to share it with you.
0: I would love to have it. Thank you.
14: Clarence Great. is actually the real genius there. He brings my work to life every time.
0: Having a good producer is pretty amazing, isn't it?
14: Absolutely. Um, thank you, Nyla. I appreciate the platform and what you give me every Thursday night. Um, I I like to tell my wife that you're my Thursday night fling and she's okay with that.
0: (laughs) I'm glad. I I can be your Thursday night girl. I'm good with that.
14: (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, I will see you next Thursday. You know, I almost didn't make it in tonight because I was invited to go into Toledo to an to an, um, 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 an art gallery that my friend runs and he was going to have me do some poetry while he painted, but I just didn't feel right on stepping out on Thursday night now that I'm committed.
0: Huh, take that, Mr. Gallery owner. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm really glad you decided to be here.
14: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't trade you out for anybody on Thursday night, so I'm
13: sorry. <laughs>
0: well, I I would understand if you did, but, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't count a list. <laughs> Thank you gentle, honey Fantastic job tonight
14: Thank you I'll stick around and listen to other artists You have a great night
0: Thank you baby <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye 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 Alright Brother O is our next caller Brother O are you with me to
9: be Yes I'm with you Nala sure. How are you doing I'm doing well. I am doing well, thank you.
0: What do you have for us tonight, sir?
9: Brother's God to live in a drama free lifestyle. My dear brothers and sisters, living free dealing with drama shouldn't only be exclusive to the holiday season. It should be a lifestyle every day. All of us had drama, kings and queens, either as relatives or friends who bring nothing but drama, bad news, trouble, chaos, confusion, and mess. Every time we see them, these folks have no class, no morals, no values, no home training, no standards, no bodies, and no common sense. It's quite astonishing why we put up with their foolishness without losing our sanity, Losing... Losing, losing our tempers. We don't get to choose who we're related to. However, we have the choice to either have them around our circle or cut our ties with them permanently. All of us have brothers and friends who always post all of their grievances and all of their problems on social media, who always cause trouble everywhere they go, who always act a fool in public. Who always ruin parties and family gatherings with their negativity? Who always complain about how life is not fair to them? Who always cry like spoiled brats when they can't get their way? Who always get angry over minor issues? Who always have tea parties and place the blame on everybody except themselves for their problems, poor choices and decisions, circumstances, and unaddressed childhood traumas. All of us have brothers and friends who are free those who live off other people without contributing anything to the expenses, I always eating up all the food, laying around like a couch watching TV. And straight up ladies with no job of motivation do something for themselves. All of us have brothers and friends who smoke weed and eat cigarettes, who get drunk and pass out. Who get their fake on all night long, disturbing our sleep. At our house that we pay rent or a mortgage to live in, absolutely no sense of morals at all. We all have relatives and friends who always act like clowns in the circus, always argue over religion, sports, current events, and politics and other trivial issues. We always gain the verbal and physical competition over stupid stuff and we resort to using guns and other weapons to resolve in confidence. My dear brothers and sisters, if you are tired of folks tap dancing on your last nerves and driving you crazy with their foolishness and immaturity, here's my advice. I realize how much you love your relatives and friends dearly, but you had to face this painful and harsh reality. You had to protect your peace by either cutting them loose on a permanent basis or loving them from a distance with a long-handed wooden spoon. And it ain't worth you going to jail or end up in the hospital because they ain't worth your valuable time and energy. You see, my brother, says you got the right to surround yourself with people who bring an aura of positivity, surround yourself with people who appreciate you, surround yourself with people who generally love and care about you, surround yourself with people who want you to succeed, surround yourself with people who add and multiply value to your life. Surround yourself with people who are assets and not liabilities. And surround yourself with people who can enjoy the wonderful things that life has to offer in poems.
0: You know, I think that I know the name of your next next book. What is it? It should be. The Proverbs of Brother O.
9: I love it. I love that. That's that's a great suggestion. The Proverbs of Brother O.
0: Proverbs of Brother O.
9: All right, Gospel according to Brother O.
0: Either one. Amen.
9: Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, my sweet darling sir. Tell... Everyone, how they can come and find you.
9: Uh, You can find me on the Omar Brother O'Gannon on Facebook. And uh, I'm uh, at least another month and a half from going back to live events. Everything's looking good, you know. And I'm just looking forward to to getting back out before live audiences and uh, showing them how much I've improved since I've been away. In a year and a half since I've touched a poetry stage, uh, I'll be eager to get back. I feel like I'm getting getting back, going to get back soon. So uh, thank you for your support every week, and uh, I'll be back next week, y'all.
0: Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Next caller. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and give you our next three callers. We have area code 406, my beautiful Miss Annie. Then we have 407. Please, Raymond, And then we have Missy Davis hanging out down there. I see you. By the way, Missy, are you reading tonight? Please let me know. Let's go ahead and grab
1: 406.
0: 406, you're on the air.
6: Good afternoon, morning, evening. Hi.
0: Hello, my little Pixie.
6: He caught me just as I was walking into the kitchen to pour myself a drink. Like, whoa. <laughs> so okay. How we're having snow and rain right now in Montana. Interesting combination. I so jealous. <laughs> okay. Which would you like? The snow or the rain? I want snow. You want the okay. So but things are well. So anyway, I do I do have a couple of things to read, so I'm just going to put it into a little bit of more of a lighthearted mood here, if you don't mind, because I have an ode to flip-flops. Okay,
4: <laughs> okay. I can't wait. <laughs> okay.
6: The ode to flip-flops. Oh, when I put on my flip-flop shoes, my life seems changes in directions. Suddenly, I feel like I just can't lose. Everything has wonderful dimensions. I dance to music with a cheerful beat, an innocent child again. My flip-flops on my feet, my ankle caressed by a gold chain. I saunter down the street, red polish on my toes, shimmering, looking so neat, walking to happy tempos. tempos. My flip-flops are so sweet. Oh, I love my flip-flop shoes. And...
0: You know, as someone okay.
6: who has a horrible shoe fetish,
0: I mean, and you guys have probably heard me say this before, but no no kidding, Annie, I have, when I die someday and my kids take all the clothes out of my closet that are hanging up, they are going to discover that behind my clothes, on the wall, it is wall-to-wall, nothing but shoe, those shoe bag, <laughs> shoe rack holders, nailed to the oh back of the wall where I have all my special shoes hidden. I'm not even lying. <laughs> what they build the you
3: seven.
6: <laughs> oh i wear big i wear iowa corn stomping feet shoes they <laughs>
3: what so,
6: oh, my grandma used to say that i had iowa feet they were for stomping up the fires between the rows of corn they're wide <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that was her thing you know how descriptive no wonder <laughs> right so um and i oh, just had dirty. i uh, pardon Another short one, we'll go to the other way. Now, I have two of them about, basically, they're about leaving, kind of. And this one's called Amtrak to Wolf Point. So, and if you don't know where Wolf Point, Montana is, it's in the middle of the Fort Peck Indian Reservation. And it's, I think, the only stop that Amtrak makes on that reservation. So, so here's the, here's the, the poem. Amtrak to Wolf Point. She's arriving by train at Wolf Point. She should be here today. Returning to the Rez, she told me, after she spent so many years away. She's bringing her children with her. And no, they're not going to stay. It's just so they can see her birthplace. And no matter how hard I pray, she's going back to the city. There's nothing for me here, she'll say. But I know it's the ghosts here that drive her crazy. As in the wind they play ancient bird wing flutes. She hears them, and she sees dancers in each sun ray. So she's going back to the city. She says, don't worry, I'll be okay. And, like I said, another short one.
0: Don't worry, I will be okay. I am so, I saw that on your page that you're doing stuff. Are you writing, trying to work on a poem a day for National Poetry Month, or what do you got going
6: on? I am. I am. I'm yes, I am. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's hard, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. It's it's a challenge, and I'm I actually enjoy it when I get to it. Thought i have to do a painting and a poem a day. <laughs> so. Do I have time for one more short one? Go ahead. Okay, since it is Poetry Month, right? This one's called "It's Sun Morning." It's the leaves are waving, the buffalo berry bushes begging me to stop. Skip services in town this morning, the trees in the windbreak whisper to me, jump out of the pressed starch stiff gentlemen and clickish town regard. Leave the car at the end of the roadway while the semi trucks go speeding by. Do not be them. Stop. Instead come with us, embrace the thawing, grasp the springtime breeze. Life pulses here within. Dance with us, the plum blossom chuckles. Don't you remember the little girl past? She was happiest when talking to trees, when lying in the grasses under the cobalt Montana skies. I get into my car and drive away. End of poem.
0: Will you take me to visit her sometime and we can sit there and look at the sky?
6: Oh, uh, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so yes, someday that would be fun. So awesome.
0: Do you remember living in Wyoming, the way the wind always I blew and mm-hmm. every once in a while, it's like when it was really warm, the sweet grass would warm up and the, the there was just like the wind had the sweetest, sweetest, intoxicating smell to it ever.
6: Oh, with the combination and, of the sweet grass and the, and the sagebrush blooms were just... I wish I could make that a perfume. Mm-hmm. That would be a great too. perfume. Wow. I think
0: when I was living down there, I found this uh, tribal store that sold sweetgrass incense and it recreated it perfectly. And I have been on the search for it ever since. Hmm. I can't, I, I can't find it anymore. But I keep buying them, trying to find one because there's nothing like that smell.
6: Like right, the yeah. sweet is especially on the breeze. For some reason, it I don't know. You're making me nostalgic here. I know, <laughs> I'm I so much. That nostalgic stuff going on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> things are well, and I'm enjoying listening to people. So I'll let you roll back on to what you do here.
0: You want to tell people okay. how they can find you?
6: Uh, right now I'm lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Where am I? Uh, I am uh, right now I just have still I have a I'm kind of venturing out I'm putting my poems on my first personal Facebook page I put a couple on um, Instagram which is really hard for me I have to have my daughter's help whatever I try to do it (laughs) Um, but it's at Annie Tillery Waldo and that's on Facebook and if you're curious to see my artwork it's on Sister Sage Sister Sage um, also on Facebook.
0: Awesome. All right, Annie. Love you so much, honey. And I will talk with you soon, okay?
6: Okay. Take care, girl.
0: Bye. Thank you. I love my Annie. Okay. Our next caller. We are having some issues with the board, you guys. So if you are trying to call in and you're getting a fast busy, I've only got three lines coming into the studio right now. I don't even have my regular line. So. If you're getting that fast, busy signal, keep trying. It should let you in. We've got about 37 minutes left in the show. And, you know, I don't know what's going on here. I've got 407, which is Raymond, and I've got Missy. So let's see if we can get 407 unmuted. 407, are you with me?
15: I'm with you. Can you hear me okay?
0: Hello, my darling. How are you? Yes, I can hear you.
15: Hey Nyla, how you doing?
0: I'm doing really good. It's been a while.
15: Yes, it's been a while. It's been a while. Great show tonight. Great show tonight. As always. As always. I'm sorry I haven't been around uh, lately.
0: That's
15: okay. But, uh, you you're allowed have to have
0: a
3: life. We're here waiting
0: for you whenever you're whenever you've got time. We're here with open arms.
15: Okay. Well, we're going to try to capture the personality of intrigue without hallucinating fantasy. It's most compelling and all a man needs to be the venom of the arrow's love. But a woman's mysteriousness is the truth she holds inside. It openly implies femininity, but in reality, it's her insecurities leaking on her way down inside eluding his persistent and helpful cries, as like a goat trying desperate to climb a steep hill in the mud of a pouring rain when he's ordained, thus getting wet, and yet he can't say he never took a chance at it. Was the smoke too great? Did he wait too late? Or, okay, maybe the inevitability of life just happened but this hill is ever he has to climb. But he longs to go where vulnerability resides, at the eye, in the deep inside, that he may keep it. The intrigued desire of her femininity, the devout about her femininity, is how she's so virtuously endowed. For it doesn't take much to touch a bird, right like then anyhow. And why? Why must she lie and re-die in search of the unbeknownst in the known listening of secrets that don't exist? And this man can never know the full custody, the half of her whole soul she secretly tries to hide. Nothing fuller can be compared that hasn't been seen by the measurement of time's fall. But cold is her wind his coated brown skin then leads him spiritually along wondering and shivering in the mind from the hard water's rainfall in which he's endowed he's desperate to capture the personality of entry who so eloquently eludes him once again this by the courtesy of emotions uncertainty is she still is to win Beyond the hallucinating of fantasies, it's the epitome of the whole man that he is. Ah, a woman's treat is a mystery to meet, and the truth she purposely tries to hide. But escaping a man is making herself even harder to find. That was a personality entry. that's about seven years old, But I thought I'd give that to you tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed that.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Are you going to read two for us tonight, baby?
15: (laughs) Okay, we're going to go to the war room. Okay. Lord, remember your servant David? You know, the man that came after your own heart and the leader you call Moses, you know, Lord, the one who did great things with this rod. I recall Martin King and his words of peace with such grace to a people and to a nation who for many years suffered wounded hope and rattle faith. Lord, remember your servant, Stephen. He saw you in your glory and testified of it before he died, being his John on the island of Patmos all along. He saw many horses and was long. Of all the visions on his head, the vision of you left nothing to be said. Yet he spoke of what was revealed. The dragon and the king's lip at the home of the dead. We call the one with the bruised head. We know these great men of God who are due respect and reverence for their good part. But I was in the war room on the Lord's day prudence in my spirit, a vision on my face, and in all clarity I could see it, as if there were no dead, your mercy, your love, your grace. Yes, you showed me, O oh Lord, what you showed many others, your glory, your love, your anger, without any clutter. It was like an ocean of matter. It was a room of war, where nations and nations were hiding from the scorn. a glorious life form of creatures you've made that makes Niagara Falls look like a grave. And then the many mansions and the rooms of praise. Oh, yes, he showed me of this enclave. We spoke loudly without moving our lips and stretched through this kingdom on one accord. From room to room to room, we gathered together with the blood of Jesus on our lips. It was the only chatter. Everyone was there. We all had made it. And the love we had <laughs> seemed to be recreated. From glory to grace, mercy and truth, all in one it gave us the will to move from wrong to room. Oh yes, I was in the war room on the Lord's day, and in all clarity I saw it. His mercy, his love, his grace. I was cold chilling in the heavenly abyss while being shown this glorious intent over the mountaintops and in its crevices swooping both high and low, over and completely around and wanting to never come down. Sweat would sway on my bra as one to feel the head of this blessed soul called man, as if I patrolled the earth with a world top view. I looked for those who bear the fruit, but I could find none under my patrol, so with the thrusters of my soul carrying me away, I peer to my left. I could see the Lord's saint. And speaking to his people, I can hear him say, Now is the will of my father. There's no need to pray. They being began to walk the earth and compel me into his glory. But no one would hear the story. I leaned on the rail in total despair. My Lord was here, and no one seemed to care. Oh yes, I was in the war room on the Lord's day. I saw it in all clarity its shape and its purpose, its sharp, obviously vast, generously clear, was prevalent in my reason for being here. A vision on my head to be testified to the radiant conqueror called man. Fire from heaven is wrapped in a shell, bombarding the nations and in the midst of the souls of men, covered in the residue of the desolate sea. All is no more, it's so open, so distant, so warm. But firewalkers of every sort roam the earth, be in the will of God, who has everything under control. That was the war room. That's about nine years old. It's one of my favorite pieces. My mother used to like it a lot. I used to recite really it to her over and over. I hope you guys enjoyed it tonight.
0: Thought it was absolutely amazing piece, honey. Absolutely, absolutely enjoyed it.
15: Great, great. I've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of editing lately. So I got some uh, other newer pieces. Uh, I just wasn't too comfortable about reciting those tonight. So um, I hope you enjoyed intrigue and uh, the war room. One hundred percent. Absolutely. I agree.
0: Absolutely. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. What's that, honey?
15: Raymond Bentley. You can reach me on Facebook. It's Raymond Bentley. And until then, you guys have a wonderful night.
0: You as well, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making time to call in.
15: You're welcome, Nyla.
0: All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon.
15: All right.
0: Okay. Mrs. Word Machinist does not have her hand up. It looks like she's called in on skype so i don't know if she can put her hand in so missy i am going to unmute you and if you don't want to read if you're here just hanging out then fine but i'm going to check because i don't want to take a chance of missing you so are you there my darling Missy, miss word machinist i hear nothing are you muted do you not want to read All right, I'm going to meet you back up again. As I said, we are having some issues with our studio tonight. So if you are trying to call in and you're getting that fast busy signal, don't panic. Just keep trying. I'm going to play an audio track, so it gives me a a free moment to check with uh, tech support. See what's going on here. I know that you're going to love this one. It's by a poet named She Joy, and it's called The Lover's
1: Game. Here you go. Love is a football match. No, I think love is a game of football. I take the ball, pass it to you with all my doubts at the center, my worries and broken sides, questions of how long will you be here enough to watch me love you, till you are diagnosed of nothing except love. What if? What if this love is more game at the defense position? You. Me. Number six. Where no tension exists between our sentences. It is not sunsets and gardens made of roses to kiss you at dawn, it is match after match. It is team spirit, communication, visions aligning to form the perfect cluster. You toss the ball back, and we begin this game of trust. Of songs that move our feet to dancing under storms and blue lights. Of waking up from the dust we created on this pitch in the dry season. To making everything count. To loving, leaving, treating each other right. Of chanting songs of victory, washing our jerseys before the sun sets. Is how we rekindle this passion, breath beneath our skin how we understand and respond, with our lips sealing every vow, every covenant, how we make sense of everything senseless, how we laugh, cry, dance, and pray together, just the two of us. Some days we will win against stress, against us, against every seed planted that is not of us, and some days, baby, we will lose to anger, to pride, denial yet every time together in prayer is our biggest win and until we spill our love on this pitch we will wrap more good morning kisses than scars on our knees score perfect goals because we're perfect for each other turn our insecurities into security badges it couldn't be sweeter without god in the middle i don't know why i see a work of art every time i look at your eyes i just know you are god's masterpiece specifically created for me. I know you are part of the puzzle piece. Designed on this blank canvas with perfect veins, ideal brush strokes in oil paint, painting our smiles and our sweetest memories just for us. To be reminded that our love is no fairy tale. It is blue paint mixed with red. It is green, fresh as the leaves that grow in the wet season. It is sunrise above our bedroom window. It is hot chocolate and coffee on a cold morning. It is good morning. It is every brushstroke painted as a prayer in whispers. It is moonlight all night long. And if love really is a game of football, I try not to stay offside, so my penalty won't keep me at the defense, as my goal is to win this match with my better half.
0: Okay, that was the Lover's Game. That was a newly recent one that was sent in to us as well. I am trying to check and see if Missy is coming on. So far, I am not getting a reply. I do not have any lines open. If you are called in, you are in. So while I wait to hear back and find out if Missy is going to read, I am going to play another piece for you this is called Beautiful Beginnings by Eddie Oliver.
11: The beginning of be the alpha, as it is written, in it... It be the first chapter, we call it life. life Beautiful as it is, and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending Just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping Nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace Trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life Sitting in the little coffee shop Just sipping Writing To the naked eye Doing nothing exciting man She was just sipping Writing But it was Something about her Something that Made me wonder As she sat there alone Over yonder Just sipping Writing What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up man And and she finally noticed me and, And she smiled So beautiful it was Like like looking at the river now because, because so beautiful she was, so, so I smiled, she went back to writing Doing nothing exciting man, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself but because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down, quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence was so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The the ten-second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs. Straight free base. I just sat there and daydreamed of of me and her taking flights to far-off places. Turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder. Was this lady? She kept me sipping, gazing, Drivin' me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like this. Yo, who is this lady? Latte sippin'. Coffee shop chillin'. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, upon... Does she come here often? Or would she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? I hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like, behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction. Hiding, peeking, she's got my attention. No diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing. Like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say, I wish it was me? She was kissing See this be beautiful beginning The beginning be the alpha As it is written It be the first chapter They call it life, life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning Never thinking about an ending just, just thinking about building Creating that solid foundation to stand on Trusting That you don't stand alone Just just hoping Knows why I don't Walking on faith just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life 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 I see you Do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees I worship you because you made me believe that that God that God said that you and I are uh, you and I were meant to be you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that, that God sent you to me because you put me at peace, and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful, and for that, I apologize. You melt me with those maple brown eyes, but you handle me like, like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy to sleep with dream with me, to a far place where where no one can find us, where it's just us, caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust, as I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes, as you hold on tight for the ride, I I love your, I love, I love the feel of your thigh way your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths, just the thought of knowing that you are mine, makes me lose all track of time, so we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do, it's just you on top of me and me on top of you, with the... The smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day Just one whiff, just one sniff Takes my breath away Got me finding, got me finding Got me feeling, got me feeling Got me feeling to see you on the next day The exact same way Me looking down at you And you staring up at me I can't think of a better position for us to be So just love And if you feel it in your heart, girl it will just marry With the thought of knowing that This is what God always wanted us to be You see, it's beautiful in the beginning The beginning is the alpha The beginning be the alpha as it is written It, it be the first chapter they call life Beautiful as it is in the beginning And thinking about an ending just just thinking about building creating that solid foundation to stand on trusting hoping that you don't stand alone man just just hoping nose wide open walking on faith just trying to keep pace trying not to lose the race of everyday life Life, life life you see this this' be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch oh so very much like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing, daydreaming about her. Once again, as I long for her kiss, I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me, close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent, reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love me. Smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. Is it the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour long bubble bath Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone And and already, man, already, I can't stand it I'm just longing, longing for her I'm fine. I'm fiending, I'm I'm fiending for her love Like an addict addicted to a drug She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all to have it like that Spike Legion. Y'all, I need You see, I, I need it, y'all I, I need it in the worst way Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean Look, look at me, y'all she, she got me shaking She got me shaking Just thinking about the crazy love Making I'm going through withdrawal From the lack of it all From the lack of her kiss From the lack of her touch From the lack of her love That I miss oh so much And she just left this homeboy alone like, like yesterday You see this be my Monday morning blue. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around Just fine Just fiendin'. Just fiending y'all I'm gonna be this way until uh, until I hear the sound of, of walking through my door I'm gonna be this way until Friday Just fine Just, just fiending We gotta do this dance all over again. We're gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. (laughs) See, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting. Hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on face, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. 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 Yes. <laughs> See Proverbs 18:22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing, and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I I say to you that I, (laughs) that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found twice. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her. Someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death. Until death, until death, y'all, until death threw us apart. You see, she, ah, she and only she was with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man, she, ah, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart when I wasn't even looking for love, when I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured, when I but well, I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart. And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> oh, we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, oh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like like two people lost in the wilderness, like like two people standing at sea, you see, we huh, oh man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is once I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what what love must must look like, and it's a beautiful thing, y'all. Cause now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that that he who finds a way. Surely, surely, surely found a good thing I'm here to say, yo, that I have surely found me a good thing (laughs) You see, it's it's beautiful in the beginning Beginning be the alpha as it is written It be the first chapter they call life Beauty as it is in the beginning Never thinking about it and then just thinking about building Creating that solid foundation to stand on Trusting, Hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Life, life, life. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Mr. Eddie Oliver with Beautiful Beginnings. I want to take a moment real quick, you guys, and do a shout-out to Stanley Phillips, whose birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, my darling. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Stanley Phillips. Happy birthday to you. Love you, miss you. Can't wait to hear you read again. All right, you guys. I am going to quickly run through this week's prompt uh, prompts again. Remember, these are what you're using for your writing. Where'd they go? They're in here. For you, <laughs> these are what you're going to be using for your the contest that we are running right now. So, write a poem, post it on my page get entered into the drawing. They are, number one, tiny people living in my teacups. Number two, at least there is a dog in this poem. Number three, something that needs to be said. Number four, I am the monster you've created. Number five, so maybe I'm not okay. Number six, pen and sword. Number seven, One of us is lying. Number eight, this is why I don't socialize. Number nine, writing on the wall. Number 10, the road back. Number 11, new moon, old blood. Number 12, 13 doorways. 13, a poet's guide to murder. And 14, the big reveal. Those are your prompts for this month. I want to thank everyone for being here. It's been an amazing night. You guys are incredible. We will be here next week, so go out and lick life in the face, then write about how it tastes, and then come back here and read about it next week. (laughs) I'm going to close down the show with a piece by a poet. Let's do do Andrea Gibson with Truce. That one will work. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody.
10: I was little. My mother was a bank teller. I called her a fortune teller. She nicknamed me Pangea, not Pangea. I was never in one piece. The first time I called someone ugly, my heart had an ice cream headache for three weeks. Tell that to my future. Say the moon doesn't care to be a bully when it's full. I was running for myself on empty. Not much made sense, like the Russians didn't like us because they couldn't afford blue jeans. What I knew? is that I wasn't killing spiders because I was scared of them. I was killing them because they were scared of me. You can have a cold war with yourself, even in the summertime. I watched the rocks get slapped by the sea. I knew the sea was made of the same stuff as tears, that meant if you were hurting, you could understand the sharks, maybe carry them between your ears, maybe hear the word love and start running from the teeth. I was running around with a panic in my chest. The teacher said, silence is golden. I wanted to say silence is bronze at best. But I already time-capsuled my voice box, hoping someday I'd be either brave or scared enough to dig it out and open it all the way up. That's how I got here. In this old rocking chair, typing with my grandma's thimbles on my fingers. Every poem is something being sewn. Every poem is me asking, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Years after, they told me I was already home. My love's feet were still not welcome on the welcome mat. But you never seen bridges that could arch like that. So we crossed the river to where the echo took us in. That's how I learned. Bouncing back is about being honest with the canyon. That's how I got the see-through skin. This glow-in-the-dark fear This here's my shame on a silver plate I know it's the one meal all of us share I know how much time we spend Sleeping beneath our beds Because somebody told us that's where the monsters should hide Y'all, everyone is going to pick a side On whether they're good or bad Whether you are kind or cruel But what if the quickest route to loving ourselves Is deciding it's all true every bit of it. I was not a child the last time I threw a full tantrum fit in a grocery store. I was not poor the last time I stole someone's heart like it wasn't worth my change. I do not need air traffic control to tell me there have not been enough flights for me to lose all of my baggage, but I am learning to claim it at the same carousel where I am learning beating yourself up is never a fair fight. Only knocks the wind out of our chances to come clean to that canyon, to be exactly who we so we might become exactly who we want to be so if our baggage is to run we will one day learn to run like we sing like someone took apart a cello to build our hamstrings this is me running straight into your arms to tell you my skyscraper heart might still be afraid of heights your dark side might still be searching for its stars but the acoustics are still amazing and our meteor showers the light will never be out of your league you were the first one picked for your Our own team, our underdog hearts are winning this game even when we're doing it all wrong, even when we're falling apart. Sometimes it takes a storm for the whole sea to start doing the wave. I know it took a storm for the message in the bottle to finally reach my shore, to teach me how to write my entire life using only the shift key to mess up, to bounce back, to let myself be the hinge that keeps opening the door to look you straight in the eye to tell you I didn't come here to write my heart out I came to
4: write it in